You're listening to The Photography Show. This is episode number six for Sunday, August 29th, 2010, Community. We, this could be called We Are the World. <laughs> we are the world. We are the, we are the children. We are yes. the ones who make a better day, so let's start giving. I think that's, that's the perfect way to start off you this know, episode. Wade, there's a choice we're making, and we're saving our own lives. It's uh, true. We uh, make a better day. <laughs> Just you and, you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I guess the viewer you can tell you can tell when we grew up because we know all the words. <laughs> so if you're from like the if you were born in the late '80s or '90s or something, you're like, what? You'll, yeah, you. Nah. What the hell are these guys talking this, about? Is that Pearl this Jam? This is a really nerdy podcast. You, you know, speaking Getting of, this of was it. really funny because uh, you know I did Open Camp this weekend, which we'll talk about in a second, but. Uh, the last night they had for the entertainment uh, this guy named Jeff Smith. You ever heard of him? No, no, uh, no offense to Jeff. No, no offense to Jeff. Uh, but the if the listeners haven't heard of him, Jeff is he he lives in Nashville and he owns a piano bar and like just sits there and plays requests. But what's cool is he does conferences and he have, fits in with this tech crew. His website is the Jeff Smith and that's spelled G off smith.com and so he does like he'll sit there and and they stream the whole thing live so they were streaming it on justin tv last night and and he looks at the chat room so you can like hit requests in the chat room and what was wild is like i I was there for the first half of it and then i decided to bail and go home just because i had to get up early this morning to go do it and it's way out and and so i got home and watched the rest of it on the on the internet in participate in the chat room but yeah anyway so he did a segment it was a medley of 80s tv shows he did it, it, he really dug deep silver spoons wow oh uh, yeah i sing yeah. silver spoons to my wife all the time she doesn't know why <laughs> different strokes oh yeah it takes different strokes about, to world, world poor arnold he, he died this year yeah, we're way off topic already. I know. Let's but, get back on track. But communities and and the reason you know I I texted you earlier today from Open Campus that we got to talk about community because you know I think that that whether you're a professional or you just do it as a hobby or whatever you know we're all here obviously to get better as photographers and I think just as a creative person in general uh, things tend to stagnate and you know the internet fixes a lot of that um, because it is a community of sorts but. Sometimes, and I'm kind of reminded when I actually go to a conference or something that that you know it, there really is a difference when you can go meet people face to face and shake hands. And what are you yeah. laughing at? Nothing. Oh, you're not. You're frozen in the Skype, oh. and you're like grinning away. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're what totally your just sitting there looking at me and laughing. You're back now. You have an issue. <laughs> you're having a beverage. Mm-hmm. I'm having one too, but mine's red and Gatorade-ish. Yeah. Um, anyway, but community. So, you know, we want to talk about some online communities. What what online communities do you hit up on a regular basis? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I definitely think this is a, a cool topic because, one, it's good to get involved with people uh, just for your own creative good like you did this weekend. And then, two, uh, just for all the knowledge that you can take in. If you're just working all by yourself and you're a one-man uh, ship, then you're going to sink pretty quick because you need other people's influence and ideas and uh, j- you know, just everything that you can get from them all the time to, to keep going. No and question. then third is just the, net, the, the networking aspect of, of being involved in the community and uh, in growing your business or um, if you're just starting out, just growing your reputation or whatever. So it's just great in all kinds of ways. And I know that both you and I, uh, 
we uh, we have a lot of friends and, and different things. We do a lot of different stuff online, but we're not necessarily as good as, as we could be offline oh, and yeah. actually in the real world going. We've both belonged to different clubs and societies, and we've gone here and there, and you've been very involved at some in some points. Yeah, at different points. Not, not s- I go through phases, and I think that's right. okay, too. Sometimes it can be overloaded. The, the problem with communities, especially you know physical ones, is mm-hmm. that you know once you start meeting people and you get involved, and then all of a sudden you start volunteering, and mm-hmm. then you get way too involved, then you get burnt out. But I right, you, have to set your, you have to set your boundaries. <laughs> yeah, you do. And, and that's something you have to be good at, too, is when, uh, when you do get involved in stuff, the people are going to be asking you to get more and more involved and take on more and more roles. Well, you have to know between your work life and your home life and, and that, when to say, no, I, this is all I can do. You know, I, yeah. I, I can only dedicate one day a week to this or whatever and, and stop there. I would even argue, though, that it's good for the community, too, because at some point, and Wade and I are referencing a specific local community that we have both been involved in at various times, but I think at some point, your effectiveness kind of starts to waver a little bit, and it's time to turn it over to somebody else to, to have right. a say in and control, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's good for the community, actually, uh, to kind of have that, that ebb and flow, but you need to ebb before you can flow, or is it... Oh, man, you say it all sometimes. <laughs> I think we can... I think we're just going to cut this episode short and just call it <laughs> ebb and flow and it's about 10 minutes long thank you for joining we'll just take a bunch of sound bites out of it and, uh but you know online communities and, and people are i swear they're going to think that we're like you know being paid gobs of money from Flickr, but but and we're not Flickr just works so well and it's just it's the social network for photographers and and it's so cool and i i think that it's like the textbook example of i mean you know facebook's always in the news because of privacy issues and things like that and Flickr just doesn't have that that side to it uh, it's also nowhere near as big which probably helps its reputation as well no, well facebook wasn't built for photographers no facebook was built for networking in general and there's a very good place for it and i think facebook's uh you know the, the main place for it is, is family and friends and that kind of thing and then you have twitter which is even a little bit more business related and it's i you know i network on both or whatever but then you get to Flickr, and it's just all photography and they've in they've incorporated video and stuff now which is you know kind of in the same aspect, you just have motion and and, and not. But um, right. Flickr, the way it's built, the interface, the way it looks, the way it operates, the way you can easily network with people. Uh, it, you're right. It's just the best. There's a lot of different things that have tried to be like Flickr before Flickr came along, or even after. And none of them. I go and look at all of these things because I think, well, is this the next coolest thing or, or next best thing or whatever? And, and uh, none of them to me seem to be. Uh, quite as functional and, and right. smooth as Flickr is. So, um, but Flickr groups. Speaking of community, Flickr groups in general. We're both a part of like the DFW group here in Dallas. Sure. And um, I think that that is the that is the group here that uh, has the most networking and photographers talking amongst one you know amongst each other and things like that. There's other Dallas groups such as just the Dallas group and uh, and things like that but they're more about showing you know just uh, posting pictures of of Dallas and things like that wouldn't you think the DFW group would be one of the ones that was has a little bit more interaction in it well yeah and, and you know what's interesting too is we're talking about if you're not 
I mean, gosh, if you're not familiar with Flickr, stop the podcast right now and go get an account. It's free and, and you'll dig it. But Flickr works as a social network, but also has groups that you can join within that network. So it's right. almost like a subgroup thing. And that's what we're talking about is these local groups. And, you know, I think groups are really defined by you're going to get out of it what you put into it. And mm-hmm. the DFW group specifically, you know, was run for a long time by by several people who really put a lot into it. And I think they set that tone. Um, it, you know, and that's, gonna, Dal- that's Dallas Fort Worth for people who may be overseas. Oh, yeah, what DFW stands for, the sister city. Uh, but, you know, I think what you got to do is is get into Flickr and join several groups, and you're going to get a feel for, you know, kind of what works best in there and which groups get more activity than others. And, and, you know, some people, it's like they use groups because a group comes with a discussion board, and it also comes with a pool where you can insert your photos. And I think there are a large number of people who just are trying to self-promote their work, and they'll dump stuff in the pool. And that's not really contributing or participating within the group at all. But you right. got to do the discussions, um, right? And I will say this too. Uh, back when I kind of had more time to do Flickr, and I really spent a lot of time in there. Um, one thing I noticed: if you are looking for eyes on your work, which you know, I'll admit it, we all are from an ego standpoint to some point. But I always got more views, and and more specifically, more comments that were really good comments and discussion based stuff. When I would start a thread or participate in a thread that somehow involved inserting one of my photos into the post, rather than mm-hmm. just dumping them into the pool, because then you have talk around the photo, which right. is is very helpful. You know. Yeah, and, and what's great about wherever you are in the world to to do to. Be- Become a part of your local group. Really, kind of makes you, you know, more involved locally, which uh, people get excited about yeah. when they they feel enough photographer that you know is living or with within their community somewhere uh it's just it it creates more of a bond than someone who may be overseas or whatever so you have that and then you also can meet up with these people which is great when you and i especially in the beginning and and the dfw group still meets up and we've been probably bad about not getting together with some of these you know groups that get out as much now that uh we have you know a little bit busier work schedules now whatever but um that's the great thing about it too is if you live in switzerland and uh you're part of a group in a local town there or city there whatever uh you can get together with these people and go out for for meetups and and take pictures together and actually get to know people personally and uh so yeah that becomes a great thing and you know as time goes on i've seen the evolution of people like me and you and others go from amateur photographers to becoming pro pro photographers doing it full time for a living or whatever and um and being able to kind of you know network and grow with those people over time which has been very cool yeah uh, but i know my first meetup that i went out with the dfw group i had my polar polaroid sx70 and uh, uh my holga <laughs> you know real quick That's a small it. aside just because you probably don't know on your end Wade is cutting in and out a little bit we, we are doing this on Skype and some days the Skype gods are happy with us sometimes they're not it, it's not bad it's just okay. clips a word here and there but uh I'll, I'll repeat it if if it misses something. <laughs> I just didn't want people to think, "Why? Did, what are these clowns doing?" Like Wade, like stutters a lot. You know, yeah. he's really meltelous. Why does Wade skip whole words? <laughs> he's thinking. <laughs> but yeah, that's that. That is a really cool thing, and we're going to talk about physical communities, which I I would argue are probably more important sometimes than, and only because we do online all the time that sometimes you forget the physical. But that's one cool thing about the flickers. There are all kinds of meetup groups, and when people schedule a meetup, go, and we'll get. I'll give a spiel I'll get into when we get into physical communities, but sometimes that's hard to do if you're not real extroverted, but just show up because there's other people there that are not real extroverted too, and right. you start a conversation and it gets real into it, so 
And even if you don't want to do a lot of talking with people, you probably will end up talking with people, but even if you're kind of shy or whatever and you don't want to talk with people when you go to meetups, uh, you can just bring your camera and walk around with people and take pictures the whole time. And that's what a lot of people are doing, but, you know, uh, people will probably come up to you and talk and things like that, and you will meet people whether you, you know, want to or not. But, um, yeah, there's there's no fear there of having to talk a whole lot if, if you're a little bit, you know... If you're yeah. not super extroverted. Yeah, you know, another interesting thing about the groups thing, and I don't know if this really relates to what we're talking about or not. I had a friend, uh, it was a friend of mine through Flickr, uh, this guy Steve Norton. And uh, we were talking one time, and, and there was a group that we were both members of at that point, and it was getting a little frustrating. What did he say? He said, you know, if, you're, if your group experience is going to become more meaningful, if you, he said his rule is he doesn't join groups that either have camera brand names in the title of the group or vague styles like portraits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> start yeah. Black and whites. People start arguing over like, well, what's better, black and white film or digital? And you know, they get these pointless discussions, and the flame wars can start. And it's uh, well, and that really is all pointless stuff. Whether you shoot with Nikon or Canon, or you, you shoot black or white or color, or, uh, or 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 is a portrait photographer more important than an architectural photographer, or vice versa, or whatever? All that stuff is so just not important at all and really just waste time when you're trying to become a good photographer because um, being a creative person you need to be open-minded if you're not already Um, so yeah that's that I would say like I I was just reading this book recently which I'm going to talk about later with my pick of the week or whatever but it was talking about not putting yourself in a box Hmm. with photography at all never saying that you know, you're, it's, it's even starting with like your photography name when you're naming your business, right? Uh, not unless you really want to be Joanne's children's portraits uh, for the rest of your life. Because if you decide <laughs> later on to change that, that's going to be very difficult once you have a base and a website. That's and everything. a very, very good point. Um, yeah, you know, you see that a lot now. Like when I go to the bookstore, even, and this is just so sad. Uh, and I think it's a reflection of the public. Is, publishing industry right now but you, but you pick up books and it's like better digital photography and it's digital. like yeah why it's photography you know there's no right. difference and uh, you you know they're going for a sale right there and right now and they're not worried about and the book will have no life at all in the next five years it'll look real silly you know i think they're you know that that bothers me too i hate that word digital when it shows up on the front of because we're just talking about photography in general and that, and you are you are you are just i guess trying to sell to some guy who's coming in there just clueless about digital photography and thinking well if i buy this one that says digital on it it's really gonna you know focus on digital yeah well <laughs> and i guess that's good and everything but and photography is photography and i don't think that's needed yeah, no it's not or either that or they're going after the guy who just went digital you know that used to be right. the big buzz phrase he finally got off the film camera and came saw the light you know and, right yeah and it, it's I don't. It's just so silly because it's all image making is all it is. Exactly. No matter what kind of what what camera you're using, what kind of technique you're using, well, you're still gonna use all the same principles. The funny part too is is even if you're a big film guy like I tend to be, it's like you're gonna have to make it digital at some point to get it on the computer and be able to do internet and email and things like that. So yeah, it's completely silly. Yeah. But anyway, um, do you, any other online communities? I mean, I think Flickr is head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, there's PBase, which is more like forums, and mm-hmm. you can get a gallery. It doesn't seem like it's as tightly knit on the social aspect of it that, that Flickr is. And Photo.net can be kind of that way, too. Of course, there's the, the big two, the Facebook and the Twitter. Um, yeah, and those are just social networking in general. And when I put something up on Flickr, um, I usually send a link out if I want people to see that photo and, and to my Twitter, which will then relate it. Uh, or relay it onto uh, to Facebook, right? And um, so you have an, a lot of you know you're getting a, 
you're showing it off a lot on both of those by, by doing that. But uh, two other ones that I wanted to mention are three sure. other ones that you probably have participated in and at least know about as well. One, JPEG Magazine, mm, mm-hmm. which was started a while back. and I used a to be a spinoff little, of Flickr. Yes. And um, it, the, the woman who started that st- started a new site recently called Pictory.com, which is where you... You, she'll have certain things like uh, everything's bigger in Texas, and you have to post a photo that's related to that. But you also have to write a short story oh, or a paragraph. Oh yeah, yeah. You sent me a link, sent me a link to your stuff on there. It's kind of yeah, like photojournalism. Yeah, website. Yeah, it's like photojournalism, and um, it, it, it's nice, especially if you like to write a little bit, and even. If- not very good at writing you can still think up three or four sentences to go with your photo and oh, then she yeah. helps you she she's a writer so she helps you edit that That's and then cool. makes it sound even better if you can't come up with a title she helps you out with a title or whatever do you remember and name offhand or um laura or let's uh <laughs> we'll apologize come, now for coming back yeah yeah you hit me sorry <laughs> she's i didn't in know the show her notes. well no i didn't mean to do that and i'm like how tacky but no that was my fault for being tacky yeah we'll, we'll come back to that we'll come back to that because i do know her name and she's she's I have her on Facebook and, hey, and her, some her, her, her stuff. I was about to say her Shiite rocks as well. Yes. That's the important part. Her stuff is on. I want to say Laura Brown Miller or something like that. But well, anyway, we'll come back to it. Yeah. Anyway, Pictory is a great site, and the photos are really big on the site, which I like. And, and every, one, every month she'll, she'll publish a new category uh, you know, where she'll show you like uh, New York City and the best photos and stories from New York City will be shown and things like that. So that's a great one to be a part of that people will comment on a lot. Uh, JPEG people comment on your things and you can comment back and make friends there. And then ImageKind is another little community hmm. um, where you can post your photography, but you can also sell it. But you have a lot of people uh, liking your stuff or commenting on your stuff and then uh, vice versa. You can do that there. So those are all. Those are all little communities online that that you know I'm a part of. Well, what's uh, cool about Pictory that I I, I mean I, I I need to go check it out again. But what I really like on that the, the sound of it anyway is it, it like gets the emphasis off of do you have the latest gear and it gets it on to what are you doing with your skill level? You know, right. are, are you telling a story basically, or are you showing something, or whatever it is because you have to describe it in words. Which I mean that's kind of controversial too, I guess. Uh, you know, there's certainly the mindset that the pictures work. A, worth a thousand words and you don't need to comment for but I, I do like the concept of that that's really awesome yeah um, it is really cool and it's nice having a little statement you know underneath yeah a lot of times uh she's kind of going for a more photojournalism type thing with written word she's trying to combine the two since she is a photographer and a sure. writer well, and, of course uh, you think about your work differently and that that's what makes you better you know right yeah and uh, I got in trouble when I first got on that site because I posted a photo and I wanted to be really lazy and not have to write something about it. So I kind of just uh, looked up some information real quick and kind of a little copy and paste. Way to go, dude. Yeah, I was awesome. <laughs> and she caught me. Don't do this That's because cool. she will, she, she's got something. <laughs> you <laughs> she, useless she has, postule. <laughs> she has elves working. And she immediately emailed me back and she said, Wade, shame on you. This is very poor for you to go to some site and copy and paste. I mean, this is like cheating on your homework. Just wait, you're like, going to die. I know. Oh, it's like, I am so sorry. Please do not kick me I- off I'm the site. I'm going to kick your ass for this. <laughs> How dare you cut and paste. That's anyway, awesome. she was nice enough to not do that to me and uh, let me be a part. And, and now I've had like two or three different uh, photos and little stories published there and she's made me like a, a contributing member uh, on the homepage and stuff like that. So She's forgiven um, you. 
yeah, she she she, she let me go, but, but don't do that anyway. I, I haven't forgiven you yet, but you know, no. that's really it's, cool. Uh, it's here. I have it now. Okay. Uh, Pictory, it's it's Laura Bernal Minor. I was close. Oh yeah, Laura Minor. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Laura yeah. Minor. So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully, she'll forgive us for for not having her name in our me. notes, but you know. Again, her work transcends her. <laughs> we'll edit out that part. <laughs> well, the, you know, we're talking about online communities, and I, I think as far as community goes, that's the easy. It's the most obvious. That's that's what you know. I think if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably you know already kind of oh at least played ball on a little bit of this. But but one of the things that I think is really important is trying to do a physical community as well, and it's harder because you don't have that anonymity of the internet to hide behind, and and uh, but but it's so much more important because when you meet people face to face. That's when opportunities can be created, uh, when you can actually meet people and, and make stuff happen. Um, we were talking before the show, we are kind of getting organized, and, and there's kind of several levels, and we'll talk about each one, but there's kind of a local level you can get involved with. Uh, there's a more national level, and then there's obviously the conference thing, too. Uh, but just locally, uh, Wade and I keep referencing a group that we used to belong to called the Dallas Society of Visual Communications, or DSVC. And DSVC is great because um, it's not just photographers. It's art directors. It's illustrators. It's copywriters, it's web designers, it's a whole bunch of people. And, you know, you should see if you have something like this in your town. If you're in a big city, you probably do. Um, and, you know, it's it's basically a club, so it's an annual fee to join for your membership fee. And as a result with the SVC, we got monthly meetings is what they called them. And basically it was a speaker uh, that they would fly in, somebody that was national. And it, it was really cool. Sometimes they'd have a photographer come speak. Sometimes they'd have an art director speak. Sometimes they'd have a designer speak. And it was – I liked it because creatively it was such a wide variety of people involved with that that, uh, you know – it, it, it really made things fresh for you, you know. Yeah, and and you became very involved in DSVC, and you might tell them just. A, a I became bit engulfed. That. Uh, yeah, well, that's what you were foreseen at the beginning. I don't mean to like speak for hours about this, but there's a couple things that I want to say about this. I mean, the first thing is if you're going to get involved in a local community, it is hard, and I'm extremely extroverted individual and so i have no pro- i will talk to a wall but i remember the first couple times i went and wade's laughing at me now but the first couple times i went to dsvc and i knew people but i didn't know everyone and you get there and it's the kind of this happy hour environment before the speaker starts talking and you're supposed to meet and greet and there's this weird pressure that comes with that and i became what they call or what we later called a wall hugger and there were a couple <laughs> times well i mean i, I you know i'm, I'm saying because yeah, I am no, that, that is uncomfortable i've been there several times and sometimes i skip that part because if you if you're not actually meeting up with friends there yep it- and be a little bit uncomfortable, so you just rather kind of just skip and go to the meeting. Yeah, absolutely. I did a few times. I, I remember one time I just left because I wasn't having a good day, and it was just frustrating for me because it wasn't my first time to go, and I kept thinking, well, I'm here to talk. Why can't I just break out of this ice thing? Anyway, later on, what happened was uh, I, I knew a few people, and they had they now had announced their season coming up, and I realized they didn't have any web people coming to talk at the time I was doing a lot of that. And so I remember emailing over Christmas the president of the company, or the company, 
president of the club at that point, uh, who was Tom Loud. And it, I just said, I'd love to get involved. I know she didn't have any web people. If you, if you ever need any help, I'd, I'd love to volunteer. And it turns out that was the most important email I had written at that point because he emails me back. Next thing I know, the next year I'm drafted to be on the board. They actually had me pick a speaker, uh, design the poster, go pick him up at the airport, bring him in. I mean, it was unbelievable. Wow. And as a result of that, especially once I got on the board, then all of a sudden you're in the click. And that's the problem is because once I was on that side of it, I remember the other side, and you realize it is a click. And that's just human nature. Things are like that. You have a group of people that have been working on something, and they're tight. They know each other. They're hanging out. They're talking. And people who come in from the outside, you're not part of the click yet. And yeah. I, I hate even talking about this because it's 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 such an ugly side of things. But the the year that I started uh, on the board, the president at that time was Jim Foley, and Jim was really big. He, he and I shared that um, uh, opinion. And so, specifically, he was telling board members, you know, when it's the meet and greet, you have to go get four people and pull them off the wall and introduce yourself. And, you know, he was helping us help people to get involved. And I'm still really good friends to this day with some people that I pulled off the wall, so to speak. But, And, you know, it's, it's easy. If, if you're at something like an event and you don't know what to say, uh, you know, something like DSVC, an obvious thing is what do you do? People love to talk about what they do. That, that's an instant conversation. Um, you know, there are other kind of tactics for that, too. But my point is, is don't give up. And, you know, you were saying you had the same issue. But, I mean, I remember I went for almost a year before I really got to know people up there. And it definitely changed instantly when I did. Uh, but it took a while to get there. It's really nice when, when you know somebody when you first start going. Like, I knew you and Fabian and a few other people. And that made it a lot easier to, like, be a part of that happy hour where you're mixing and mingling. Because then you guys know other people and you're introducing me to them and, and that kind of thing. So it's nice if you do have a friend and when you first start going to some kind of community group. But if you don't, you just try to get in there and you just try to do the best you can to make conversation with people. And, uh, you, you know, maybe see, you'll, you're obviously going to see other newcomers and flies on the wall and things like that kind of deal. Uh, so, you know, you just try to go over and make conversation with these people. And, and eventually, if you make enough of an effort, you'll, you'll become involved in, in, in it, you know, some way. And hopefully you can get involved in a clique like you're talking about where you kind of uh, have a little group of people that you meet up with every time. But um, if, if you try hard enough, you know, it'll eventually become that. And depending on the group, a lot of times people will come up to you or whatever, even if you just kind of are a loner and, and chill out on your own and, and still take in what, what the group has to offer as far as the speaker and everything. So right. that can just be a, a good deal as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, that that's the whole point is to just get involved. And, and I talk about this because this behavior kind of goes – Oh, a number of ways on things. But, you know, if you can't get involved with a local group, um, there are national groups in most major cities. Um, for instance, uh, AIGA, which is the American Institute of Graphic Artists. Is that right? I uh, think so. That's a national group, and they have in every major city. So I know that if you, if you don't live in a big city, find out what you're close to. Find out when they meet, and just go to a meeting. A lot of these, you don't have to be a member just to go to one meeting. You can just go as a guest and, and pay for that one meeting. Uh, but AIGA is a good one. Uh, ASMP. Is, uh, the American Society of Media Photographers is another one, and they do uh, probably not monthly meetings, but they, they do meetings pretty frequently where they have guest speakers uh, discuss all things photography-related. Now, that one's a little more niche because it's just going to be photographers. So if you're looking for work, it's probably not going to be the uh, the best way to go. And it's just going to be media photographers, like uh, people that shoot for 
for papers and magazines. Uh, not necessarily, because I've known a lot of freelance commercial people who, st- who go to okay. this. Yeah, it's a real supported group. Uh, I also know that there's the PPA, which is um, uh, Professional Photographers of, uh, of America. Yeah. And, and no matter where you are in the world, you probably have some kind of professional photography association that's just general like that as well. You know, another little tip, and it has nothing to do with community uh, in a social sense, but a lot of these, uh, DSVC had it, AIGA has it. A lot of times you can get group insurance, and if you're a freelancer, um, that's not a yeah. bad thing to do, you know? No, yeah, there may not be another way for you to get affordable insurance. And if you join the group, which is probably a few hundred dollars to join, it'd be well worth it because to, to have the insurance benefits. Oh, absolutely. Um, if you're a freelancer and you don't have you know uh, insurance at home. So. Just, just to clarify, your membership doesn't buy you the insurance, but they usually have a group rate on insurance right, that you exactly. will get. So you end up paying for the discount, which is I mean, it's a great deal right there. So. But I think the two good things that we could talk about with groups like this, starting off with uh, the graphic design, advertising, marketing groups, and then moving into to the photography groups. But mm-hmm. they're they're kind of two different groups to join. Right. Uh, one, if you're if you're one, could be more for uh, making connections. If you're joining one that's more advertising, marketing based, because you're going to be a photographer, but amongst other photographers and but, uh, amongst other people in advertising and graphic design and, and things like that, where you can make connections, where you can get work um and the the photography if you go to you know the the asmp or the 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 ppa meetings those are going to be just mainly all photographers so it's not you're going to be getting a lot more work from these people but you're going to be learning a lot more so it's two different two different spectrums totally don't you think oh yeah completely it just depends on what you want to get out of it if you're just looking for people to network with creatively it may not matter as much but if you're looking for work or a different view on things then then certainly you know taking that into consideration but another thing you might consider is 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 conferences and conferences you know the downside is some of them can be pretty expensive depending on what it is you want to go to um, mm-hmm. because they expect your your employer to, and you know of course a lot of photographers end up being freelance so it's it's harder to do, but uh, your fee, if it's something that is affordable, is tax deductible because it's educational resources towards your business. Assuming you're making your living as a photographer, uh, but that can be cool too. Um, you know, one of the the big ones I went to last year, uh, or actually it was earlier this year, that and, and not so much from a photography standpoint, but from just a creative standpoint, was South by Southwest, uh, oh, yeah. which is an incredible conference. It's huge, it's massive, it wears you out, but there's something about it. It's got a really awesome social vibe to it, and you and it was just Austin for a while, and now it's just worldwide. Uh, yeah, people come, people come from all over the world, and they do three. There are three separate festivals they do. They do an interactive, which is the one I went to. They also do a film festival and then a music festival and they've they've done them for years the interactive's the newest they need uh, uh, they need amazing. photography that should they that should be their fourth one you and i'll start that <laughs> Boy, that, that scares me to even joke about. But, uh, but no, that, that, that would be huge. It would be huge. And, yeah. and as a photographer, yeah, you'd have to pick one of those other ones to go to. I just usually go to the music one so I can drink a lot and listen to bands. But Nothing wrong uh, with that. you being part of the interactive community, that's a great one for you to go to. But if you really want to go for, to one uh, as a photographer, I mean, there's other things you can go to, but that would be a great idea for South by Southwest if, if anyone from there is listening to Absolutely. do a photography one if you like making money. Um, at all because we will come yeah. in droves from all over the place. <laughs> you know, and actually, another thing I think that you can do is if you're interested in like something that's affordable, that's kind of fun, is I've noticed there are a lot of... Um, 
Oh, Keith uh, Carter does one, but usually there are, there are people that sponsor photography workshops in the summer, and usually they're week-long. Uh, there are a lot of them that go down in Santa Fe and really pretty places in the country where basically you go live with a pro photographer, a fine art photographer, and you go get better, you know? Right. That's uh, yeah, awesome these can range from thousands of dollars, which usually I can't do those because I'm no. self-employed, which kind of always bums me out because I always would love to go to the How Conference or any of these kind of creative yep. conferences where there's all different kind of creative people. Um, but they, they come all the way down to the low hundreds, you know, where for $500 or for $250, That's you can do something locally. Yeah, uh, like like learn how to you know light or something like that with a pro, or go to a conference that's just for a full day, but you you take a ton of notes and you get you get a ton of information from a pro, or like you're talking about going on one of these trips that's like a travel trip with a group where you go to the you know the, the white sands or whatever and take photographs oh, yeah. all together and that kind of thing, and that can be a, that can be really cool. And uh, and you can meet. I'm sure when you go to South by Southwest, you meet a ton of interesting, creative people, especially being there as long as you as you are. Oh yeah, for a whole week, it's it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Of course, then they have the rock stars that show up. You know, people who are well known bloggers or podcasters. Uh, that wouldn't be me, but other people that, that do that. Uh, but you even have a chance to to meet these people. Oh, absolutely, everybody's just walking around. You know, you can meet yeah. anybody. It's it's yeah. it's cool. And, and you know, the South by Southwest Interactive is a weird kind of moniker for it because it's really kind of just a tech conference. So it's it's things right. that are technology related. Like I'll give you an example. Like, and it's kind of all over the place with technology because Kodak had a booth in the interactive show, and they were going to stay over for the film show. And they last year or earlier this year released uh, the new Vision Three stock, which is a negative film stock, and I'm talking for motion picture stock. Uh-huh. And so they had their rep out there, and you could go sign up for a time. And so I'd sign up for noon the next day, and you go out with a group of four people and the Kodak rep. He had a 16 millimeter film film camera for shooting movies on loaded with vision three we all just kind of shot footage and goofed around and then about a month later i get this dvd in the mail kodak had all the films scanned and digitized it for us and it was so much fun that's very cool it is awesome uh, there's the parties are a big deal they, they give you a lot of opportunity to meet people at these things which is really, so even within really cool. the interactive group there's a lot of photography related oh, things, yeah. filmmakers photography and, and digital podcasters oh yeah it's just and what i like is it's not just a closed niche like i just shoot food photos it, it's there's photographers there but maybe they have a podcast angle and you know, sound like we're talking about ourselves but or maybe they have a book they're 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 kind of pimping that they came out with or something like that but it, it's just really cool it's it's but there's other people there too it's just a gathering of people in the tech industry and and uh, you learn a lot from that yeah. i think if you want to like sharpen your photography skills i wouldn't pick something like south by um i would do something you know just surf the web and find a workshop that you want to do um, i'm a nikon if you're a nikon person or a canon person right um you can they do put on conferences with their major shooters all the time yes uh, the people that use their you know that are big in the industry and that use their equipment uh and they'll send them uh, kind of like a concert tours all to all the major cities in the united states and, and abroad and and you know for i guess you know 500 to a thousand dollars or whatever you can go to these conferences for a day or two and listen to these speakers and even like joe mcnally who's one of my favorite people that i mention all the time he shoots for nikon and he teaches about off-camera lighting all the time and he right. he will come through dallas and you can for the day and he will uh, you can be there within a, a small group of you know fifty to a hundred people or whatever with him as he shows you uh, as you're you know standing around him how to use off camera lighting with models and and everything like that. So I mean that's just invaluable you know uh, 
information. Yeah, it, if you get on Google and like you Google Nikon workshops and see what comes up, um, yeah. the Canon ones are done with the Canon through. It's called the Canon Learning Center. You have to Google it because it's a weird URL. Um, <clears throat> but I've done those before, and yeah, they have their. I hate the name, but the Explorers of Light. You know. Yeah. But I did a two-day workshop uh, with Canon oh, about a year ago, and it was awesome. You know, you yeah, meet totally. people, and you get better, and you learn the cameras inside out. And gosh, they were fun. You know. Yeah, so that can be you know it can be all the way from that to just doing something small with 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 local people. Yeah, and um, or even you know if you get to a certain. Uh, place where, where you feel good with photography of, of teaching other people like you already teach at a community college yes um you know you could do the same thing with with holding you know your own kind of uh community workshop of some kind and inviting people and that kind of thing which would be very cool yeah if if that's still a strong enough about a certain topic yeah definitely. i mean if you if you kind of have the drive just start your own thing you know it takes yeah. a lot more work you got to find people who are interested in coming but but just start start simple start with people you know don't try to make money off of it just just try to you know improve you know and that brings us to kind of the next one i was going to talk about which is meetup.com and I, right you know, as i was telling you before we started this i i used to have a hang up with meetup uh mainly because i signed up for something and they just spam the hell out of me uh they mm-hmm. have changed their procedures on that but i think meetup is is where it's starting to well it's going to be heavy with coders and things like that but there's there are photography groups on there but if you're looking for something in your area and you have no idea what there is go into meetup and search and what what's cool about meetup is it will if you can't find anything it'll say do you want to save the search do you want to start like i don't know the waxahachie photographers guild or something like that mm-hmm. and so the next time somebody comes up and for people who don't know where waxahachie is <laughs> <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere south of dallas it's, very, it's a town very close to dallas but okay. yeah so my point is if you're in a small town and you don't have something uh then go ahead and start the group and it works like Flickr. somebody else might come on later and they're looking for the same interest and so they'll see your group once they've searched for that and then you guys can get in contact and start something up so uh meetup.com is highly recommended um this thing that i went to this weekend open camp used meetup for for a lot of their organizational stuff uh, which is really cool open camp was used to be word camp and now they they open it up there's a multimedia track there's uh, joomla there's drupal there's wordpress it's kind of like an open source camp is what they were calling it's just a two-day and it was a hundred bucks it was definitely worth going to to go meet a few people and spend two days sitting in lectures and talking cool stuff you know yeah, they, almost, there's almost there's something uh, conferences and get-togethers almost anywhere in the world, anywhere you want to be, and anywhere you want to go. Right. If you want to go shoot in Alaska, you could look up you know uh, stuff online for for a group that's going to go to Alaska together and shoot, uh, and, and you'll be able to find that. And when it's going to happen, be a part of that. And you could do that with almost anything anywhere in the world yeah um, which is pretty cool because of technology nowadays i mean before uh the internet and everything it would be much harder to get together and get a group of people to, to go shoot together or become a community but now uh there's just so many different ways you can become part of almost any kind of community you want to online right um if, if you just want to get together with groups of photojournalists you probably could oh sure know? but yeah and it, it, all that's easy to find online but i think the real value again join a group but Find something that actually meets in person because that's when yeah. you can shake hands and you get to know people. And be surprised. There's sometimes there's people you look up to that are kind of your heroes, if you will, and go to a conference and introduce yourself. You'll find out they're real people just like everybody else. And, right, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, sometimes they're real flattered that they like your work. Sometimes they're full of themselves, and I've <laughs> seen both yeah. sides of it. But. You just walk away. <laughs> exactly. Wow, what a bum. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I've met people that are definitely full of themselves. But, you know, and we were going to talk about another kind of aspect to this, which is a little less obvious as far as, like, a, a group. But Wade and I were talking before the show started about nonprofits and doing volunteer work. Um, for stuff like that, right. do you have kind of an example you want to give on that? Or well, yeah, I mean, this, I've been reading some books lately just on running your photography business and things like that, and this is something I've had in mind before, but it just uh, reemphasizes the point when I was reading these books is that you really need to get involved in your community however you can. Uh, if there's a certain group that's in your part of town, you know, in your certain neighborhood of a the town that has a local publication of some kind that might be cool to shoot for. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if there's certain uh, something involved with a, uh, a nonprofit group in town, whether it be religious or or, or, or arts oriented or music or, or whatever, or for children or homeless, um, these are good things to get involved with because uh, one, it's going to be good for you. Uh, for the soul, <laughs> that, sure. you get, that, you, that you're able to contribute something that you, that, uh, a gift that's been given to you, to back to into the community. Um, so that's going to be really good for you, for yourself. That's always good. The other thing is that you're going to meet people um, who, you know. Doing your photography and, and, and being able to contribute that to them, they're going to probably give back to you by, uh, you know, referencing you to other people that they know and things like this, and and you being able to get work or whatever through it. So um, this is even something I've been really kind of looking for lately myself, kind of fi- trying to figure out what kind of group I would like to get involved with, and um, and I, you know I've been thinking I like I like doing stuff for children and things like that lately so I, I've been you know looking around for maybe something that I could get involved with that has to do with children and helping children whether they come from homeless families or whatever and uh, contributing my photography and, and that kind of you know any kind of time I could to, to that kind of group so yeah yeah I, I totally second that there used to be well there still is I, I did a job one time for a group called Preservation Dallas which ironically found me through Flickr um, yeah. but the girl over there she she sent me an email and she said hey I'm working with Preservation Dallas we don't have any money Preservation Dallas is a preservation society that tries to keep um, historic buildings from being torn down uh, historic buildings are not deemed so by the state of Texas until you can convince them that it is in fact a historical land so a lot of times they're not deemed historical and it's this race to try to save it before it gets ruined right. um, and they win a few and they certainly lose a few too but uh, anyway so they, they they were doing their annual report and, and some board stuff at the end of the year and she said we'd love to use some of your photos on Flickr and she said I wish you had some of X, Y, and Z and I said well you know I'm busy right now but it might be fun to volunteer that I knew they didn't have any money right. and it ended up being an awesome project because not only did they go get me into places that I couldn't get into normally as just a guy with a, photo- with a camera mm-hmm. uh, but they opened it up I mean they were, we were talking towards the end of that project about the possibility of doing a show uh, and doing some prints that I could sell and things like that. And I didn't ever do it because it was right before I got real busy on a job and actually started working at the DMA. No and so I just, well, yeah, yeah <laughs> I got real busy. But uh, but anyway, like things like that are good because you're giving back into your community. Okay. Uh, you're working with people that know something about a subject that maybe you don't, and then that can help you as a photographer to really get inside of it. Uh, oh, definitely. And, I mean, that's right up cool. your alley, too, shooting like – 
you know, uh, old abandoned places that have been sure. left behind. And, and yeah, we're usually trying to break into these places when the cops are being called. <laughs> uh, so if you can have, like, free access to the whole place night or day, you know, and you're given permission to, I mean, how great is that for your portfolio? Yeah, it to, really to is. To be able to shoot these cool, you know, places like that. And then also to turn them back over to the community and have that good feeling that, hey, maybe I saved this building or whatever that was going to be demolished and shouldn't be demolished because... Um, a lot of times as artists, you know, we love these old signs and old buildings and sure. old things that are dying so quickly and being replaced by uh, monstrosities of different kinds that we just kind of, kind of find repulsive. Yeah. And uh, so to save these, you know, kind of things is very cool. Well, I'll and, give you an example. Like, like I did a bunch of shots of the old Parkland Hospital that's now um, uh, the Crow Holdings building, uh, the real real estate corporate real estate thing right. uh, and what's interesting is the old Parkland Hospital had been abandoned for years it was an asylum at one point it was a police training center at one point anyway it's this wonderful old hospital from gosh like the early 20th century and I, I've always wanted to get in there to shoot it well preservation came along and it was on the list of buildings they needed and so what was awesome is I was able just to call Crow Holdings tell them that I was with Preservation Dallas apparently uh, Harlan Crow's a big uh, history buff and so they really wanted copies of the photos they gave me full access to the entire place to shoot and i wouldn't have had that had i not been volunteering to do that and just to be able to call them and say and then boy they introduced me to the constructions because they were about to remodel it they introduced right. me to the construction guy and said you just let us know you have to wear a hard hat but you know just tell us where you're going and we don't care and yeah. it was so much fun it was just you know it was one of the coolest jobs i'd done it was a job i wanted to do not that i wanted to get paid doing so it right. worked out great for me you know yeah but, yeah, it's very cool. And me, with with thinking about what I was doing lately, it seemed like all this is just kind of falling in place. But I was just contacted a few days ago by an organization that's here in Dallas called Heart House mm-hmm. um, that I've done some stuff for in the past. But she said we're looking for for younger entrepreneur type people to get involved in in, in this, and it's after school programs for um, underprivileged children. That's and things. awesome. And I was thinking, man, that's right up my alley. Yeah. So I emailed her right back and I said, um, you know, we haven't really talked about this yet, but I said I'd love to be a part of this and. Um, you know, I would love to, you know, either take pictures that, that y'all need for your website and different things, or even donate uh, photography that I already have for like art shows or whatever. If you if you have some kind of fundraiser, and um, you know, let all the funds from that go go back into the group or whatever. So, sure. Um, well, yeah, it it, think- it's just it's good for both you know both them and me. So. Well, it makes me think of another thing, because you said underprivileged kids. Uh, you know, another thing to do is just volunteer to work with kids after school if, if you like doing that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. And teach, you know. Uh, don't mm-hmm. do it for money. Just do it because you want to help somebody who wouldn't have that otherwise. And those kinds of giving back in your community, I think, are really important. And those, and we're talking about different communities, like online communities can be global. And what we're talking right. about is really helping out your literally local community, what's right around you. And and there you are know. a ton of nonprofits um, wherever you are. So yeah, and they all need help. Right, and they all need help. They so won't turn you to down. Find, yeah, to find one and really get involved with it and then donate the, the amount of time uh, that you can to it without going overboard, you know, and uh, you know because your time is valuable and you need to make money and all that kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. But if you can give one, one night a week or whatever to something, um, then, you know, that's not usually too much to ask. So, Well, uh, one thing I'll add to that is if you are going to do something for somebody, don't just show up with your camera. Uh, what I would do, and it really helps define it because Wade just said setting boundaries, um, what you want to do is go ahead and write up a purchase order just like you would for a paying client. And sometimes, you know, consider even putting a dollar figure on there and just putting N.A. at 
the bottom indicating you're not going to charge them. But that's right. what you're, you know, that way there's none of this starting to abuse your time later. And not that that'll happen, but it can happen. Right. The, you know, the road is paved with good intentions, but sometimes people just start taking advantage when you've given stuff. Well, I thought that was part of what you were going to contribute, Wade. Yeah. Another no, no, five that's, months of <laughs> that's in my long document of things I said I wasn't going to do. And it's always <laughs> fine to say, you know what, uh, that's a little beyond what I'm, what I'm able to give you right now. Uh, and then wait, you know, <laughs> I love it. Or just say, it, I'm sorry, I'm a very important person. Yeah, I'm too cool for I you. I just can't devote that much time right now. You know the but, jerk at the conference who won't talk to you? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, so that, you know, on we've talked about online. There's a ton of great stuff there to, to go after um, and to become a part of. It, stuff in, in the real world, in your local community, in the city that you live in. There's both stuff in advertising and marketing that you can become a part of You know, to get networked with that stuff. There's all kinds of photography groups from very small groups that get together to, to massive you know groups of 50 or hundreds of people that get together that you can become a part of, whatever is you know more uh, your style or more in your budget. And then there's, uh, there's these Nonprofit organization, so that's three great things to get involved with. Um, and then, and then, like we said, you can you can make up your own group. Uh, you could, with all the the social networking there there is today, if you had a certain project in mind, like uh, going to shoot, you know, uh, a certain forest or going to shoot uh, the inner city of some major city or whatever, you could put that all over Twitter and Facebook and and this Meetup.com and all different kinds of things, and probably get yourself a, a pretty good group together to to go shoot whatever it is that you want to do and yep. set the boundaries and the prices for all that kind of thing. And, and that could be very cool. That's something you and I should think about doing. Hey, dude, it's all about leverage. You know, We should preach the choir on this one. I tell you, you know, well, it really is all about leverage. And, and what, you, what you don't want to do is do something and then just let it sit on a hard drive. If you've right. done a project, you need to leverage that into what else could this be and where could it go to the next step. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's and that a whole other subject a good for another conversation day. conversation next time. I think yeah. that that when it is uh, personal projects because sometimes yeah, uh, I guess, you know, uh, people don't know kind of where to get started on something and to so to create a personal project for yourself is a good way to say okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot this for a certain amount of time or I'm going to shoot this for a few days and try to get a collection of something together and so that might be something cool that we could talk about on yeah, the think, next podcast I think we got a topic dude it's on well do you want to go on to the picks of the week yeah you Let's do I do um, you want me to go first I'll go first. Um, my pick, uh, actually, I had something different, but this conversation has made it change. Um, I, the, I'm going to recommend a book this week, and it's not a photography book, but it is a book that is essential reading. Uh, there's an author named Seth Godin, G-O-D-I-N, mm-hmm. and Seth is a business writer. He keeps a blog that's extremely good, and he, he's just he's kind of an inspirational business writer who kind of plays to the tech crew um, for lack of a better description he'd probably not like that but whatever Uh, but he has a book that uh, came out last year the year before called Tribes and Tribes is exactly about what we're talking about right now I got an audio version of Tribes and I went to Austin about two weeks ago and it's about three and a half hours and I listened to it about half on the way down half on the way back and it was just absolutely stunning Uh, I think it's one of Seth's better books but he he defines tribes as this and a tribe is you know fundamentally as human beings we all want to be members of a group socially Uh, and tribes can happen on a number of levels you have vertical tribes and horizontal tribes and niche tribes and you know your family's a tribe your co-workers are a tribe Uh, we have this podcast here uh, Wade and I and then our listeners uh, are a tribe and 
tribes can have varying degrees of success. We all want to be a member of something. And what makes a tribe work and thrive versus what makes a tribe kind of go stale and be dysfunctional? It's a, it's an extremely interesting book. Um, there's a whole kind of tension there about leadership, uh, saying that we need more leaders to step up and make more quality stuff for people to belong to. And we also need people to contribute to these groups and make that healthy. And it was it, it's a fantastic book, and it really talks exactly about what we're talking about right here. And it's not limited to one tribe you would belong to. It's like all the things in your life that kind of make that up, you know, whether that be yeah. business or personal. But anyway, so my recommendation this week is Tribes by Seth Godin. I know the blog that you can um, go look at daily, mm-hmm. and he's also on Twitter. And yep. you can get on Twitter, and I, he's one of my Twitter buddies or whatever, Twitter friends. And um, so I can see his little uh, links to his blog daily whenever he writes. Yeah, so clarification. Yeah, he, he's very limitedly involved in Twitter. He, he, will, he uses the blog, and then you just get the updates from the blog. And, exactly. Yeah, he's been very adamant about, uh, and that's another subject that he's written about, which is if you're going to get really good at something, you've got to clear the decks time-wise on things you might not be as good at. And for whatever reason, he's hung up with Twitter being a big time sucker. And it is. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, I don't think yeah, you have to be exactly. good at Twitter. But anyway, yeah, but that's so you my can pick. Just go straight, you can just go straight to his blog every day if you wanted to. But yeah. a lot of friends and, and people that reference him and every, a lot of times. So he's very uh, inspirational, definitely. Yes. And I recommend just about any of his books. But specifically to what we're talking about today, Tribes would be the one. But And he's obviously bald-headed. Yeah, so he's got to be cool. <laughs> because his uh, his little icon for everything is is his bald head. Is the chrome dome? Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is a book that I just finished that I've been reading for about the last two weeks, which is uh, me being in my own business for uh, you know it's going to be my second year now, or almost my third year. Um, is the Photographer's Market Guide to Building Your Photography Business? I got the uh, the first edition of this uh, about a year ago, and this was the second edition, which had a lot more information, a lot of updated new stuff in it. And I just recommend it to anyone who is thinking about starting their own business and wants to kind of see the realities of it, or someone um, who is actually in it, like I am, and trying to learn uh, on the fly all the time. Um, which I am. Um, so it's good to have this input and kind of see. It even explains what it's like uh, in, in the infancy, in the teenage years of your business, uh, in the late years of your business when you need to, uh, you know, refresh yourself again and become more enthused like you were back when you first started it. But then all the mistakes that you can make uh, or not make by reading good books like this and trying to avoid them uh, hmm. when you're in the infancy of your business. So just a good book in general. Um, uh, just great advice, and um, I just recommend books of all kinds and, and videotapes and any kind of learning that you can get. Uh, I try to just try to feed myself with information all the time because when you do that, uh, it does help you avoid mistakes, and, and you are learning rather than, than uh, you know learning the hard way, which can be tough. Yeah. So uh, books like this are, are, are great. That's all. Are you reading a physical version of this book, or are you, are you an reading, e-reader guy? No, I'm, I'm reading a physical version of, of the book. Very cool. But then I also, I love books on tape, like you just said. Um, a lot of people, you know, like probably the kind of people that listen to our podcast, they have an hour to, you know, we got a guy that said he he listens to our podcast when he rides his bike to work every day, or people that are on the subway or in the car for an hour in traffic or whatever. These are the same kind of people that probably are, you, you know, e-books and, or, uh, you know, books that they can listen to in their car 
audio books oh, yeah, definitely yeah. yeah i'm a big audiobook fan and it, yeah. it it's a great way to to fill that time with something that is kind of productive where you're learning yeah i, I like I'll, books I'll in all formats but but yeah it's that's i think that's what i like about it is i can read books in many formats which is cool yeah because a lot of people are probably like me in the way that they'll sometimes only read books late at night right before it's time to go to right. bed and you'll get about a page in before <laughs> you <fall> off. <laughs> oh yeah never been there <laughs> yeah awesome. yeah so sometimes the audio version can be can be easier when you're you know driving or whatever so well cool yeah that's about all we got this week um make sure you look wait up on the Flickr or the twitter actually both yeah let's uh, mention our Flickr because we we've done we've mentioned our twitter which i'm wade at wade griffith and he's at ted forbes and then on Flickr, i'm actually a fixed image you can look up wade griffith and probably find me but if you're doing this the slash wade griffith i mean fixed image you'll find me immediately and then ted you're at your your slash Ted Forbes. Now, yeah, yeah, right? I went back to my full name. Uh, right, one okay, point. yeah. Yeah, so, if you get it's Flickr dot com slash photos slash fixed image was what Wade's would be in mine would be Flickr dot com slash photos slash Ted Forbes, all one word. Yes. There you go. All right, we'll see you on us next week and thanks again for listening. <laughs>